Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DRAFTKINGSBBN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DraftKingsBBN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. everyone and welcome to our continued series for the NBA playoff preview uh, on Dishes and Dimes brought to you by Basketball News. My name is Iman and I am joined by Mo, the hoop genius himself. How are you? I'm blessed. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. I'm a big fan. I remember when you guys first started this up, I was like, this is dope. I love seeing women in sports, all that kind of stuff. And I've been hoping some girls in the UK can get something like this off the ground too, because I think that's the voice that really needs to be represented. So I hope they're listening and take some inspiration from what you guys are doing over there in Toronto. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And can you tell everybody where they can find all of your stuff? Uh, so if you want to check me out, you just search the Hoop Genius podcast. I do a podcast with BJ Armstrong, uh, three-time NBA champion. We do that Monday to Friday every day. Search down on Spotify, Apple, but anywhere on social media, the Hoop Genius, at Hoop Genius, whatever it is, you'll find me. There'll be like a little basketball and a light bulb. That's my logo. You'll see me. You'll see the skin fade. You can't see it now. I'm wearing the headphones, but you'll know where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Celtics versus Nets and a rematch of the playoffs that happened last year. But it's a little bit different for both of these teams this year. Can you tell me why it's different from the Celtics? Well, it's completely different from a personal standpoint. Jalen Brown missed the entirety of the playoffs last year. And then you just look at the upgrades across the board. You know, Al Horford is back. Daniel Tice is back. And look at some of the guys that were getting minutes in that playoff series. You know, with all due respect to these guys, Jabari Parker and Tristan Thompson and the likes of these guys. I mean, it's cool, but the Celtics this year, they're a whole new outfit. You know, it's the 2-7 matchup last season. It's flipped the tables this side. And the Celtics, since 2020, I don't acknowledge the Celtics in 2021. I only acknowledge the Celtics since 2022 started. So the Boston Celtics are on the tear. They're looking like one of the best teams in the NBA. So it's a completely different momentum coming into this series. It is. Now, the loss of Robert Williams definitely be felt, especially for the Celtics defense, best in the league right now. Um is there any word could people be expecting, do you think, to see him in the first round? Are we looking in the future if we're going to get Robert Williams at all? You know, it, there's a lot of speculation out there on the timeline. What I've heard is he'd be looking at game six or game seven if he was to return. And that's a best case scenario. 
But looking at the big picture of this, I don't think there's any value of rushing him back this season because of how impactful he is. You don't want to have anything that alters the course of his career and have any kind of implication because he's only just this season coming to finding his form. So I think Rob needs to take his time. But everything I've heard from the Celtics camp has been very encouraging in terms of him potentially getting back for the second round, maybe even a game six, because the advantage is with this series, the games are very spread out to accommodate the TV schedule. And that's one thing I was looking at, you know, originally... I thought it would be kind of squashed together like some of the other series are, but now there's a big gap in between games. So it gives him more time to recover, more time to rehab. And hopefully, fingers crossed, he feels better for game six or seven. All right. Yeah, no, I, I saw that too. It's very spaced out, which maybe gives an edge to, to an older team as well. Um, <laughs> it also it also buys time for both Ben Simmons and, both, and Robert Williams there too. Um, if the Celtics were to win this series, how do they go about doing that? Well, you know, the Celtics calling card all season has been their defense. You know, they've been the best defense in the league for a very long time now. And obviously a big part of that was Rob Williams, you know, that you just spoke about. And, you know, the adjustment that they made that really kicked this defense into a new gear was having Rob Williams stay low on that weak side help position and come across and basically block anyone who tries to enter the paint and send a shot into the stands. They're obviously without Rob Williams. They're going to be playing with Daniel Tice now and Al Horford. They're going to have to step up. They do not have the same shot blocking capabilities. So I'm interested to see what adjustments Ime makes on the defensive side and whether it might not be spectacular blocks like Rob provides, but the altering of shots or just being a positional defender, that's something that Al Horf has been very good at throughout his career. If they can still have that impact, but you know, the all-round Boston Celtics defense, we were talking on the perimeter, Marcus Smart, who's a defense player of the year candidate, Derek White, who they brought in, who's a fantastic defender. Jalen Brown can hold his own on ball. I know lots of superstar players have had troubles with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, when he looks locked in, he's a great defender. So I think they talk about defense wins championships and everyone who spoke to me about this series has picked Brooklyn. And I'm like, well, what happened to the whole defense wins championship thing? Because the Brooklyn defense, on the other hand, has looked abysmal throughout the season and there's a lot of weak links. So if we're talking about defense being an important factor, I think the Boston Stokes got that covered. I like it. Fighting words. Did you hear the fighting words from Bruce Brown himself talking about uh, what... <laughs> <laughs> kind of going out, just sort of mentioned they're replacing Al Horford and Daniel Tice there with uh, uh, for Robert Williams. You know, I like it. I like the added spice coming into a, a playoff battle. You know, you like to see the real rivalry between the teams. But I think maybe he hasn't watched enough Al Horford throughout his career to understand why he's so valuable in terms of what he does. There's a reason the Sixers gave him that contract. Whatever your thoughts on that contract are, that is what it is. But there's a reason that teams wanted Al Horford. There's a reason Boston went to reacquire Al Horford because he does have a good, you know, he's very good defensively. I know he's up years, but he gets to hold his own. I like, you know, I, I like the confidence from Bruce Brown. But from a player like himself, you need to have a little bit more respect for the opponent because you're coming in as the seventh seed and you barely beat the Cavaliers. That's just my take on it, though. I'm not mad. I like the confidence, but I think Kevin Durant G-checked him and said, listen, you need to be careful with what you say right here. You need to have some respect for these guys because they're still an elite defensive team without Rob Williams on the floor. I think Tice and Horford, when they played together, I don't get too into the advanced numbers, but you know, I was just having a little browse earlier. I was scoring opponents by 32 points per 100 possessions when those two played together in minutes on the court. So that, you know, I don't dive too deep into that and the playoffs is a whole new animal, but I don't think it's any walkthrough. I mean, it's not like we've got Ennis Freedom or Ennis Canner or, or whatever he's called now on the team still. I think Horford and Tyson are a big upgrade over what we had last year. I mean, they definitely are. Oh my gosh, Tristan Thompson and Ennis Cantor. Uh, uh, so how do the Nets pull off this series? Can they? Do you see a path for them to do it? And, can, and how would they? You know, everyone talks about, oh, if the Nets are going to win this, Kevin Durant's after going to go supernova and just win four games. And, you know, I expect Kevin Durant to go supernova in every game because he's Kevin Durant. 
You know who he is. He's Kevin Durant. You know the quote that he puts out. He's going to come and he's going to put up 40 points. So, but the way I look at it is this. KD is going to come and give you 40, maybe even 50 if he's feeling like he's in his bag. Kyrie's going to give you 30, maybe even 40. He can give you 50, but it's all about the role players for the Brooklyn Nets. The keys, the keys for me here is the role players shooting. Paddy Mills cooled off significantly from January. He looked good in that playing game against Cleveland, but he cooled off significantly. Seth Curry really worried me in that game against Cleveland because he was coming off an ankle injury ankle. and he had a terrible performance. You know, I, I, I want to see if he's recovered because I think they're shooting and also Goran Dragic. I know you guys, Raptor fans, have got a lot to say about Goran Dragic, but if he can have an impact, if, Wait, I don't know. If... <laughs> uh, we won't speak on it. The, uh, the bubble point guard for the Miami Heat. We'll, we'll call it like that. <laughs> but, you know, I'm looking at the, the role players here. And the other, the other factor without Rob Williams is Andre Drummond's rebounding abilities. Mm. You know, if he can take control of the boards, I think Al Horford's going to have to do a great job of getting position and boxing him out and being able to, you know, corral those rebounds because I think if Andre Drummond has a big night on the boards, that leads to extra possessions for the Nets. And that's how they do it. So I'm really looking at the role players because I know KD and Kyrie are going to turn up and do what they do. So it's about the other guys stepping up, but that's where I like Boston's depth. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm completely with you on there. And it's a little bit of pick your poison. Are you going to, what do you think Ime does? Does he go and try and stop the stars or is he going to try to stop everybody else and say, KD, Kyrie, you guys are going to cook. So I'll let you cook. You know, I, whenever we talk about stopping superstars, it reminds me of when LeBron was on the Miami Heat and, you know, the Celtics had all those battles with him. And, right. you know, the, the philosophy was LeBron's going to go and get his 35 and D-Way is going to go get his 30 and Bosch will give you 20, 25. But if you just stop the other guys from scoring, then you're in a nice position. And I think that that's kind of what you have to do and kind of live with it. Because even if you go and double Kevin Durant, that's going to get the other guys going because he's so good at reading those passes, making those plays. If you try and trap him, he's going to make those plays. And if the other guys get hot, if Bruce Brown turns up and gives you 20, if Paddy Mills gives you 20 off the bench and just catches far from, from downtown, that's when you're going to lose the games because KD and Kyrie, they're not going to combine for more than 100 points. If they do, I'll be shocked. But I don't <laughs> see them combining for more than 100 points together on a nightly basis. And the Celtics on the other end, they've done a great job of moving the ball and playing as a team throughout this year. So, you know, I think the strategy is going to have to, you're going to have to live with KD getting four year game. And you're just going to have to hope your offense holds up and your role players make their shots. Because we talk about all of this, KD's going to go off and Kyrie's going to go off. But on the other side, Jason Tatum is an all NBA caliber player. Jalen Brown was an all-star just two seasons ago. And he's more than capable of giving you 30 in the game. We've seen Jalen Brown go off for 50 early this season. But I think Jason Tatum isn't getting that same respect. And I think he's got something to prove. I've heard some whispers from people. I haven't heard it from Jason himself. But a few people have told me Jason thinks he's the best player in the world. Now, I love the confidence. I love when NBA players have that confidence because you have to. If you're going to be a dog, you're going to be a killer in the playoffs. You have to believe you're the best. And if he can go out and play like they did in the last matchup where he scored 54 points, you know, KD and Kyrie combined for 56. Jason Tatum matched them with 54 by himself. If he plays like a superstar, everyone's we give a lot of respect to Kevin Durant and rightly so. But let's respect Jason Tatum for what he's done this season as well. I love it. Uh, and who who is your X factor in this series? Uh, the X factor for this one is he who shall not be named, the former Philadelphia 76er, current Brooklyn Net, currently got every man in the UK mad at him because of him coming in and taking Stormzy's ex-girl <laughs> and putting a giant diamond on her finger. Shout out That's to my boy Stormzy. But yes, absolute queen energy. <laughs> but Ben Simmons, if he returns, now I'm not saying he's going to come in and be this huge, huge difference maker, but if he can give you 10, 15 minutes off the bench and if he can just play defense and throw Jason or Jalen off their rhythm, if they're in their bag, 
That's the X factor for me. Because offensively, what I like with Brooklyn and why I think he's such a good fit there is he can basically be a seven-foot version of Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown comes in, he plays off that short roll, hits those floaters in the paint. If Ben Simmons could come in and do that, you're going to, okay, you're going to foul him, but you're playing an eight-man rotation in the playoffs. That means your key guys are going to get in foul trouble. So I think Ben Simmons could be a huge factor here. And also that gives them the option to take Drummond off the floor because without the Time Lord, you're putting Tyson. And whilst you lose the lob threat of the Time Lord, Daniel Tyson is a 35% three-point shooter since he moved yeah. over to Boston. So Drummond's going to be stretched out of the paint. So if you're going to put Ben Simmons in at the five, that gives your defense a whole new look because he's capable of blocking shots at the rim and he's a great defender on the perimeter. But, you know, I don't know how that's going to figure out because, you know, he hasn't played basketball since the Eastern Conference Finals last year and he wasn't too happy with the crowd booing him and, you know, the pressure on him to score the basketball. I don't know if throwing him at the deep end in the TD Garden with those Boston fans, how that's going to work out for them I don't know if that's going to make him take a step back and go back into his shell or if he's going to come out and prove everyone wrong. That's the X factor for me because you really have no way how it goes, but it's going to be huge for Brooklyn if he does play because when the Celtics match up with Brooklyn, they look for Drummond on those mismatches and try to cook him off that screen roll when they switch. So if they can get Ben Simmons in, throw Tatum off his rhythm, get him reverting to his old habits. And you know, when the Celtics were playing before Christmas with Jason and Jalen just taking it in terms of ice. So if they can get the Celtics playing in that mind state, then the Brooklyn Nets will win this series. But I don't see that happening. Right. All Ben Simmons needs to do is just make sure Kyrie is the biggest villain anytime that they play in TD. And you'll be fine. Just, Kyrie just needs to step on Luffy's face anytime he gets on the court. And then Ben Simmons just flies right under the radar there. Um, I, I have to I have to ask you, we've been talking about this. I talked to Chris about this, who covers the, the Brooklyn Nets for New York Daily News. And he's been fasting. And I asked because we've been talking about it. It's been in the news. Is fasting hard or is fasting easy? And we know that, you know, Kyrie and and Jalen both practice uh, and would maybe fasting during this series. I got to ask you as someone who's doing it, is it easy? Uh, Okay. I'm going to break it down for you like this. Yeah. Um, I I know why it's been in the news. Kevin O'Connor came out and said on the Ringer podcast, it's easy. I had to pull him up. I I hear him with a message. I said, yo, I, I said respectfully, if you have any questions about Ramadan, I'm I'm happy to answer them. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, you know, every time I've fasted, it's been a great experience. Intermittent fasting, because you want to go gym or whatever for your diet, is not the same as fasting in Ramadan. Obviously, it depends on what time zone you're in. But no food and no water, sunrise to sunset, I can promise you it is not easy for any human being. If you find fasting in Ramadan easy, God bless you, okay? <laughs> you know, we were speaking about this before we started recording the show. We did. You know, it's difficult for us, and we're not I'm playing running. 40 plus minutes in the NBA. I just, I'm like, podcasting and I'm like, water? Can I have some? No? Okay. Honestly, honestly, it's, it's crazy to me that people think it's easy. Like playing in the NBA is not easy. No. Okay, full stop. That's with water and food and, and everything. Now take away those things. It's crazy. I actually, I spoke to Hakeem Olajuwon about this, mm. you know, uh, and he said to me, what people don't understand is he fasted in Ramadan and he dominated the league during Ramadan. What people don't know is Hakeem fasted every Monday and Thursday his whole career. So Ramadan, no Ramadan. He fasted two days a week. He was I used to it. I do the same, Hakeem. Well, we're on it. Mashallah. I'm, I'm following in Hakeem's footsteps. Um, yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know that he did that. So throughout this, just his entire yeah, career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's Hakeem is one of the most humble, pious people I've ever met in my life. You know, not not just because I'm a huge fan of his, but honestly, like. You know, having that conversation with him was amazing. You can check it out. I'm going to plug it right here. I, I tweeted yeah, it the other day. I'll, I'll retweet it or something. Um, but I think I think people don't understand how difficult fasting is. And it's not just the physical, having a dry mouth, whatever. It's the mental focus, okay? Because you need your brain to not be dehydrated, to be 
to focus mentally. And especially when you're performing at a high cardiovascular rate, you know, cardio running, playing defense, playing offense, and then the processing speed in your brain to then use those motor skills whilst you're dehydrated and you haven't eaten all day. That's even more difficult. That's what I think people don't realize. There's a difference between being in shape to go outside and jog for 48 minutes or, or do cardio for 48 minutes and playing basketball for 48 minutes. There's a big difference in being fit and having stamina to just do cardio and play basketball and perform at the highest level. You know, look at the degree of difficulty of the shots that Kyrie and Jalen take, you know, these fadeaways. You've got to calculate the angle off the glass every time you're shooting that and you've got to do that in split seconds. You're going to try and split the defense. You've got to try and read the defense. Where's the help defender coming from? Where's the low man? You make these decisions in your brain at, in, in microseconds. And that's what these guys do. Without any war, I think it's crazy. I think it's kind of, you know, unless you tried it and you've done it yourself, it's disrespectful to say that it's easy. I think we need to applaud these guys for what they're doing. Yeah, I can't string a sentence together without coffee in, in my days. So uh, the idea of playing <laughs> basketball, and I do believe Kevin O'Connor, you know, I think he was confusing with intermittent fasting. I also do believe yeah. was talking about, you know, the spiritual benefits and the cleanse. Like you do feel rejuvenated after fasting. There is benefits to it. But in order to play basketball at a high level, I mean, it is a different yeah, thing. I mean, I mean, as well, the other thing is, is when we were kids, you know, when we were young, we would play basketball all day in Ramadan, right? When we were teenagers, we'd be out there the whole day. And as soon as we saw the sun saying, all right, we'll come home. We'll break off fast. But now I'm 27. I couldn't play for an hour. I'm, not, I'm just, just going to be honest. You know, when you're young, you can do these things because when you're a kid, you've got unlimited energy. These no, guys carry, see, you know. <laughs> this is what I was telling. I was telling Chris when he was here. I was like, let's not say that because there may be some gym teachers watching. And to all my high school Muslim kids, I don't want your gym teacher to make you, for, like, force you to run it. I want you to get gym class off. I did it my entire school life. No, I, I suffered. I suffered. In my, in my, because I would be like, teacher, I can't, like, sir, I can't drink. And he'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, go sit. Go, yeah, yeah, go to the library. Do what you want to do. And I want uh, to send that to all the other Muslim kids in high school and middle school and elementary school. Take it off. Have fun. I, I wasn't that, I wasn't that fortunate to have understanding <laughs> teachers. You know, they made me run. They really made me run. They said, you're thirsty. You can go drink later on at home. You're going to run today. <laughs> um, can I get you to close off with the prediction for this series? What do you have? You know, so originally, you know, when I was doing my TV show over here in the UK, I said the Celtics in five and everyone looked at me like I was crazy. The reason why I had the Celtics in five is because I had KD and Kyrie playing extended minutes because they get crushed anytime KD's on the bench. So I was looking at them playing 40, 45, maybe close to 48 minutes a night. But when I saw the schedule that's more spread out, I think that's going to benefit, especially Kyrie, because he's struggled a little bit in back-to-backs, you yeah. know, when they, they've had that condensed schedule. So I've got the Celtics in six or seven. I think if the time rule comes back for game six, then it's six. If not, then it's seven. I think having that home court advantage, being at home for game seven is going to be great. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit confused as to, like I said before, everyone talking about defense is the biggest thing in the playoffs. Defense will get you through the playoffs. Defense wins championships. But then all of a sudden, it's the Celtics and everyone says, oh no, K KD's just going to score 100 and you guys are going to lose. Well, if that's the case, then why do we not predict KD's team to win a championship every single year? If, that, if that's really the case, he's so unstoppable. He's seven foot, he can shoot over everyone. You know, he's one of the best scorers we've ever seen. But if that is the case and that's all it takes to win an NBA game in the playoffs, then why does he not win a championship Every single season. I mean, I think people have been playing too much 2K. That's that's just my take on it. I think people have been playing too much 2K because they know what's stopping KD on there. He gets a shot up over anyone, but this is real life. 
He's carried the team through the season. Another year old, he's coming off another injury this season. I don't envy him having to carry this squad because they're really lacking the depth and their defense is not the one for me. So going with the Celtics, six or seven games. But how about yourself? Who have you got? I've gone back and forth. I, I honestly do believe that this could be a series where the Celtics can win it in five or the Nets could win it. And I wouldn't be surprised. It's the hardest series for me to pick because I am falling into the trap of like, it's Kevin Durant. And yeah. <laughs> he is on, I, I can't help but fall into the trap. And I, I do think that Rob Williams being gone is going to hurt the Celtics. I've gone back and forth. I ref, it's probably this one. And I want to say Grizz Timberwolves have been the hardest for me to predict. I think anything. Oh, for those. I think the Raptors six is one, but I'm guessing you think that's oh, no, an Raptors, easy matchup. Right there. Six. <laughs> I say Raptors and six, but, you six. Know, but for me, but for me, that series is the same as this series. Raptors are a great defensive team. They've got versatility. But the other team just has a superstar that can go I off think, for unlimited me, points in a night. To me, a little bit of a difference is I think the Sixers. So I was just talking about. Uh, to, I was just talking about this when I was recording the uh, Nets preview. The Nets got deeper and the Sixers got thinner, and that to me is a difference. I think that you know Chris mentioned Seth is his X factor, and I I would agree. I think Ben Simmons is obviously an, an excellent X factor as well if he plays. I think it's kind of weird to throw him out there considering he's never played a minute with Kyrie without KD. It just feels very odd to just be like, yep, you haven't played basketball in a year and now you're playing mm. on a new team. Go out there and it's a playoffs against Jason or Jalen. Like you're going to have to guard one, like a premier win. Who, who have took him out of the playoffs how many times? Let me just add that one in <laughs> so, there. So I think that that's going to be, I think that's going to be a really difficult thing. So I can definitely see the Celtics winning this. However, I can also just be like, if, if the Nets win it, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I guess it's the Nets. Sure, They're, they should be a 54-win team. They would be the one seed in the Eastern Conference if KD played the entire series. With him, they're a 54-win yeah. team. They're winning on a 54-win pace, and that's without Kyrie Irving for a good chunk of that as well. So looking at them, they are they profile as a one seed, and they just got better by adding Andre Drummond and yeah. Seth Curry. I think those are two people that the Sixers looking right now would love to have. They would love to have the shooting from Seth if he's healthy. They would love to have Andre as opposed to DeAndre Jordan there. So I just think... <laughs> I just really trouble. Need... I'm not allowed to talk about you. Everyone got mad at me last week when I said I don't want to see DeAndre Jordan playing in the playoffs. They got mad at me. BJ was I mean, applying pressure. He's like, respect I... Doc Rivers. Respect DeAndre Jordan. I said, listen, if Doc Rivers it. is playing DeAndre Jordan... Respect okay. Respect, respect Doc, respect DJ. Doc, please, if you're hearing this right now, start him. <laughs> both of them together, actually. Joel and DJ, start them both, actually. Play, play DJ as much as you want. We want to see him. He, he's a vet, you know? Uh, you you got to give him his respect. <laughs> play him as much as you can. <laughs> Lakers, if you're listening, Doc Rivers is a great coach, too. Yes, Doc Rivers is a great coach, like your fans, if you're listening. So that's why I kind of go back and forth where the Nets, I think, are yeah. just, I think they're deeper. And I think that that's yeah. what's scaring me is just like they have those guys. But if Seth isn't healthy, you're right. Then I think the Celtics can just take this easily. I probably would pick six at most because I just have to give two games to to Durant um, and, and Kyrie. But if Seth looks good, if the role players look good, I think mm. it goes long. Yeah, you live by the three, you die by the three. And that's what Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Goran Dragic, you know. I wouldn't be surprised necessarily if Brooklyn won but you see the way that BJ tries to draw me out on my show every day and everyone in the UK tries to draw me out I have to back my Cirque blood you know my family's up in Boston so I've got to go with them um, you know but, but you know Brooklyn could win this I wouldn't, this. Be, surprised. I wouldn't gotta... be surprised if the Celtics wanted to invite I, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised at all if the Celtics the, the only thing the only thing I've learned about the NBA this season is nothing can surprise me anymore because anything can happen you know, we talk about so many series. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your previews 
of the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. I don't know what's going to happen there. I've I've no idea. There's so many series where I'm looking at that. Can I ask you, are you allowed to, are you legally allowed to say anything is possible without yelling it out? Does it not have uh, to be out as you say it? Are you taking, as, as a Celtic you know, fan, I'm, I'm seeing therapy. the Barnett shirt. I'm seeing it. I, I wanted I wanted to save your ears. You know what I mean? I see you got the headphones in. I wanted to save your ears. But when you see me in person next time I'm at Raptors game, I will give you the full rendition of anything <laughs> is possible. You know, I actually said it to KG, you know, the first time I met him, that's the first thing I said. I walked up to him and I just, anything is possible. And he was just dying with laughter. That was, that's a funny story for another time. <laughs> we, we definitely have to have you back Thank you so much for oh, joining 100%. us And we've got to get you guys on my show too We've got to do a home and a home We'd love, you know to. I mean? We'd love to uh, Thank you so much for joining us We'll have you back definitely throughout the playoffs uh, Once again, plug your stuff Where can people find you? I uh, appreciate you guys having me. It means a lot to come on the show. Uh, you can find me, the Hoop Genius Podcast. We go Monday to Friday every day. For the fans in Canada and America, it's out there before you wake up. Fans over here, we're out 7 a.m. every day. I do not sleep. I just make shows. Um, and you can also find me, if you're in the UK, or some people in Toronto get Sky TV, I do all the NBA shows on Sky TV over here in the UK. And then anywhere, YouTube, Twitch. IPNs? <laughs> I, I don't know. All I know is some of my boys in Toronto send me pictures of me on the screen and they're like, we're watching. I'm like, I don't know how you're doing this, but big up to you. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, Twitch, you know, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it was, Hoop Genius, you'll find me. You know the vibes, you know where I'm at. <laughs> All right, perfect. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Appreciate you. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to our continued playoff edition preview of Dishes and Dimes brought to you by Basketball News. My name is Iman, and I'm joined by Chris Winfield of the New York Daily News who says he's about to send a 10-day with the Nets, right? You're, you're coming out. Oh, no surprise. Breaking news. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to be... I will make my Nets debut before Ben Simmons. There Here you we go. go. Game that one is. to two. Forget game four right. to six. We're focusing on game <laughs> one to two. Oh, man. Nah, let me stop. They don't want to see me out there. Man, I'll get booed so fast by Nets fans. You have no idea. Um. Okay, let, before we get into the playoff preview, because I'm, I'm really excited about this one, because you could tell me... You could tell me Celtics will sweep and I'll be like, all right. You could tell me Nets will, uh, no, not sweep. Okay. You could tell me Celtics in five. I'd be like, sure. You could tell me Nets in five. I'd be like, they did that last year. You could tell me it goes seven and I'd be like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I have no read on this series. So I'm really excited to see what you have to say. But before we actually get into the playoff preview, let's talk about the the, the season because it was a very, very odd one. And like, wouldn't, wouldn't like a championship just be the perfect, like cherry on top for the weirdest season in in probably NBA history? Yeah, it would, especially when you consider, I mean, this team was the number one seed when Kevin Durant was healthy, right? They were 27 and 15 right before he got hurt. Then they lose 11 straight. The wheels fall off. Kyrie's in and out. James Harden wants out, right? It just, it just became a complete shit show after that. So now we're at this point where KD's come back. The Nets kind of look like a good team. Kyrie comes back. He's full-time. You trade James Harden. You get Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. And those guys have been playing out of their minds here. And now you potentially look like you might get Ben Simmons back, right? If you get Ben Simmons in the playoffs, it's like, whoa, what does that even look like? So it, it's interesting to kind of put this whole season into perspective because this is a champion contender that's at the bottom of the Eastern Conference playoff picture. But like now that just makes everybody at the top's life life harder, right? Because you've got to go through Brooklyn if you're the Celtics. The Celtics have been having an amazing season, but like if they lose to the Nets, you can't really hold that against them because the Nets have KD and Kyrie. And when you've got those two guys on your team, anything can happen. So this is about to be a hell of a fun series. I can't wait to get out to Boston. Too. 
it's it's going to be so much fun. I mean, just the, the Nets with KD one out of fifty four win pace. They are no one seven seed. Um, they they should be. That would be the best record in the Eastern Conference. Really, they should be the one seed. So it's going to be. It'll be really interesting. And I, I asked this question um, yesterday when I was talking uh, about the Sixers. I want your take on it, and I feel like I know the answer. Are the Nets without James Harden better than the Sixers with James Harden? Absolutely. And it's unfortunate to say it that way. But I mean, that is James Harden's game kind of in a nutshell where like he needs the ball in his hands, obviously, to be effective, but he's not playing at the same level. You know, and we and we were saying this earlier this season, if James Harden is the same 2018 version that one MVP, then this is a different conversation. Hell, if he's even last year's version of James Harden, this is a different conversation, but he's not that guy anymore, right? And we don't know if he'll get back to being that guy. And the Nets, you know what you're getting from KD, you know what you're getting from Kyrie. The issue here now is Seth Curry, you know what you're getting from, but you just don't know how his ankle's going to hold up. He's got an ankle situation he's playing through, but if he's on the floor, you know he's facing the floor, you know Andre German. The Nets are a more complete team now without James Harden, just because they were able to get some of those pieces, whereas the Sixers now, you're kind of starting to see the wheels fall off a little bit. This is why, I mean, Joel Embiid is playing at a ridiculous pace. And here's one thing that I was expecting that we didn't get from James Harden in these Sixers. I was expecting James Harden to raise Tobias Harris's level of play, right? Mm-hmm. I was expecting him to make him better, and that hasn't happened, right? And I think that just that just goes to show you that, you know, he might not be the same guy. And now if I'm the Sixers, I'm, I'm thinking, hey, do we want five more years of this? I I, I don't know, man. I wouldn't. What about you? I don't know. I definitely wouldn't. And we're, we're, we'll get into the Raptors Sixers preview once we do the Raptors side of it. But I mean, like I, like I said, in the Sixers preview, I watched Ken Birch, who's not the quickest guy, just lo- like James Harden could not get a step over him. And I'm just yeah. saying, if you don't have that burst, if you don't have that first step, if you're not improving the guys around you, it's going to be really interesting. And also the Raptors have been probably the thinnest team in the Eastern Conference and now face the, six- the Sixers who have suddenly become the thinnest team. Right. <laughs> so it'll be really fun to talk about that series. But I think Net Celtics will be really interesting. Do you think that KD, uh, Kyrie and the-, and the team are sort of looking at this path and saying, this is what we had last year. We had the Celtics, then we had the Bucks, and it was just... Kevin Durant's feet being too big that took them out. Do you think that they're looking at this and thinking, all right, yes, this is our path. This is last year. We're going to right the ship that was wronged because my feet were too big and people got hurt. You know, that's funny. I asked KD a question similar to that this year, because it's just funny how you get Nets Celtics last year and Nets Celtics this year. I'm like, hey, do you look at that series last year and be like, okay, well, it's kind of something. He goes, hell no. Number one, because they have a new head coach, mm. right, in, in, in Boston, Emil Doka. And, and on top of that, they have new players just around that nucleus. And so do the Nets. The Nets don't have James Harden anymore. you got a bunch of new guys coming in. So they can't necessarily look at that series as anything to lean on. The Celtics are just playing a completely different you know, brand of basketball in a way. They they, they just turn their season away, around. You've got Marcus Smart, who's looking like he might win Defensive Player of the Year. You've got Jason Tatum playing out of his mind. The, these these Nets are, are they, they kind of, you want to look at the last game. And even if you look at their meetings together this year, you consider Kyrie was out of the rotation. You consider Kevin was hurt in some of these games. Like, there's not really much film to lean on. So they're just going to go out there and try to do what they can do very well, which is move the ball. They've been moving the ball a lot better this year. But another thing they were talking about is, you know, the Celtics are switching crazy. They're switching everything. They're going to take a lot of those pick and roll dump offs away, and they're really going to force the Nets to play iso ball, which just so happens to be what they're really good at when you've got KD and Kyrie. So it's going to boil down to stylistic matchups. And uh, I can't wait. I'm ready. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm excited interested to see. I'm interested to see in how Kyrie deals with Celtics fans because earlier this season in one of his first games back 
in Boston, he didn't have a very good game. And he said he you know, was a prisoner of his, of his emotions, just like his first game in Boston last year when they played in the playoffs. So that's something to watch as well. You know, I'm so caught up with everything else. I almost forgot the Celtics Kyrie situation. Like that yeah. completely went right over my head. You know what? I hope he steps on lucky to start off the series. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, ben Simmons, can he return? I know that there's reports today circling game four to six. What's that going to look like? How odd is it that a player who's not even played a single minute with this team could start in the playoffs against the best defense in the league? Very odd. Very. It's just it's a little bit frustrating sometimes because we're sitting here on a day to day basis talking to Steve Nash, asking him, hey, is Ben Simmons coming back? What does he look like? Steve told us today, hey, Ben isn't even playing one on one yet. He's still doing individual work. He's not sprinting yet. Right. If Ben Simmons isn't sprinting yet and, you know, I think everyone can agree sprinting is an integral part of playing basketball at any level. If he's not sprinting, how are you expecting him to play in 11 days? Right. If he can't even sprint yet. I don't know. Right. But then you've got other reports from from Shams and from Brian Wynn who are saying, hey, they're, they're being specific. So he's coming back for game four or five or six. And I'm like, just how does that make sense? Right. So when you talk to Steve Nash, when you talk to Kevin Durant, they're, they're operating as if he's not coming back, at least not that soon, because it's the easiest thing to do. Right. Focus on the guys that you have at your disposal right now. But I will tell you this, if Ben Simmons is able to come back at some point, this team is ready for it. I mean, number one, defensively, we all know what Ben Simmons can do. Athletically, we all know what he is. It's just an issue of, A, does putting him back this early into this rehab with his back, does that put him at even more of a a risk of re-injuring that? And then number two, how is he going to handle being dropped into the playoffs when the last time we saw him in the playoffs, I mean... Call a spade a spade. He kind of folded. So what what are we going to see from him? Don't I have call no a idea. spade a spade. He might just leave the net just because you said that. Let him oh, hear that. Listen, <laughs> I don't think Ben Simmons is listening to anything. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I, I do want to get, I, uh, I have questions about like the fasting aspect of it. We heard what people said in the media yesterday, but, sure. uh, and it'll be an interesting one because Jalen Brown practices uh, and, and uh, Islam, I believe, and, and will be fasting for Ramadan or is fasting currently for Ramadan uh, and Kyrie Irving, we know is fasting for Ramadan as well. So that'll be a really interesting series to talk about um, there, but let's get into how the, the Nets can actually win this series. And is it an upset if they do? Technically it is a seven seed upsetting the two seed, but should we consider it an upset if the Nets do come out and win this one? I wouldn't consider it an upset, you know, because we got to remember they were, like I said, they were the number one seed before Kevin Durant got hurt and they just haven't really been able to find it. You've seen them finding their footing now in the last few games where they've thrown together some pretty respectable wins, depending on what you see. You know, the Nets have blown leads and then hung on to win at the last second. They let the the Knicks go up by 21, you know what I'm saying, before they came back and won. I mean, that shows you where they were. They, but it's, they, it's the held, they held the Knicks to what, 31 in the, in the second half? I'm like, you guys just don't play but either way i don't think it's it's fair to call it an upset but at the same time just because of seeding right if you've got a two seed if a seven seed beats a two seed you're going to call it an upset um for them to win though you're going to have to look at tatum and and i asked steve nash about this today and he kind of wouldn't tell me what his philosophy is right but like when it comes to star players either you're going to let them go off and and neutralize everybody else or you're going to try to neutralize them and let everybody else beat you i said hey you know what which way is the one that you want to go because i'm not telling you guys that's not that's not for you to know i think that they're going to have to really be creative with how they defend them um and they can't fall for that iso ball trap you know if if you're relying on kd and kyrie to score 40 each 
every night, then you're only going to get 90 points, right? Because the other guys are going to get frozen out. You want to have that ball hopping that we've seen recently. We've seen the Nets have four players score 20 points uh, a couple times down the stretch this year. If they can keep getting production like that, Bruce Brown is a guy that's got to step up. He's from Boston. He's going to embrace that. Seth Curry, as I mentioned, has to step up. And then look for Nick Claxton to be someone who can actually come through and play, try to play some defense on, uh, on Jason Tatum. He can do a good job. I, I think the Nets will have a chance. So you just named a lot of guys there. Which one of them would you consider the X factor for the Nets this series? Seth Curry, for sure. I've said this a number of times, you know, especially with that ankle. If he's not able to go, you're looking at either Goran Dragic or Patty Mills as your next best shooter. And Patty Mills has been cold a lot during this season. Goran Dragic is still trying to. Goran Dragic just got out of health and safety protocol. So his Sorry, wind is. I've never heard of him. Former Raptor? <laughs> Don't know him. Yeah, Seth Curry to me is the most important a player not named Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving in this series because you need that spacing. You need someone who's going to keep the defense honest, especially since you don't have Joe Harris. Um, You could say Andre Drummond because you need those rebounds and you need that that paint protection. But if you don't have Seth Curry out there, guys are just going to double and triple KD or Kyrie whenever they have the ball, and that's not good. So you need Seth out there for sure. Sorry, as a Raptor fan, I'm smiling because you just mentioned Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. Sixers, how much would you love to have them right now? (laughs) (laughs) Shady, um, you love to see it. <laughs> you know, I just I'm prepping for these series, and I'm just like, you know what? The Nets really did just get so much better by getting depth. <laughs> like, and, and 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 James Harden was fantastic for them last season as well. So that's like, it's it's interesting. It's interesting how how that pays off. Um, okay, gotta ask you. Amy, question: Is fasting hard? Yes, it is. This isn't my first year doing this. My, my, my best friend is Muslim. And uh, just for like the last three or four years, I've been trying to just do Ramadan with him in terms of just not eating or drinking when the sun comes up, the sun comes down and praying multiple times a day. Um, it's even more hard when you're trying to work out consistently. Yesterday, I ran about three and a half miles during the day. And usually I feel like I could run that. I could probably run a mile and a half without stopping, then take a little walk break, then run another mile, then stop, then power through that last half mile. This time I found myself stopping every about three or four or five blocks. It was just like ridiculous. And that's because I don't have any water in my system to power me through. But, you know, on the flip side of it, it focuses you, right? Like, and, and, and praying multiple times a day makes you more grateful for the things that you have versus being so focused on the things that you don't have. So Ramadan is a blessing, you know, and, and I'm slimming down. You feel me? A summertime about to get crazy. Stop just just for you know any any muslim kids in in school right now i if your teachers are listening ramadan is very hard don't make them run in gym class don't make them do anything <laughs> give them the time off i appreciated it and i don't want any gym teachers to get the wrong idea <laughs> that is hilarious. No. i wish i was practicing ramadan when i was in in high school or in in, in elementary school i'd use that as an excuse to get out of gym class ASAP. oh my god but- every time <laughs> great when i started to to finish in high school all right um and i want uh just to close off here can i get a prediction from you net series uh net celtics what do you have seven game series nets win in boston um i think they're gonna have to close them out on their own home floor in front of those fans it, i wouldn't have it any other way i don't think this you know the nets beat them pretty easily last year 
Um, but it was just a different team, different circumstances, different set of stars, right? They had three superstars last year. Boston was still trying to figure themselves out. That Boston defense is real. Like if the Celtics win this series, I wouldn't be surprised, right? But I don't think the Nets want to go down in the first round. I don't think they're going to just lay down. We've seen them be resilient at so many times this season. Um, I think it's going to go seven. And I think we're going to see, a, I think this is going to be the best series of the first round. Uh, and I think the Nets are going to come out on top. But I don't think any game is going to be decided by more than like, say, eight or nine points. Like I think every game is going to be close for sure. And it's tough because the Celtics are missing Robert Williams there. But then you also just have to remember that, like, the Nets don't have Ben Simmons. Like, every time I think about, oh, the Celtics defense, they're missing their main guy there. I just am like, oh, yeah, you know what? This The Nets are just going to be crazy next year when you're adding in Ben Simmons into the fold as well. It should be yeah. a really fun series. Thank you so much for spending time with us today to talk about it. Thank you for having me anytime, for sure. And thank you to everyone who has listened Thank you for everyone for sharing all of the links and talking about it online as well. It means a lot. I hope you guys enjoyed. 